Yeah. Once again, it's just a privilege to stand here in front of you guys, and I feel like I'm just showing to a group of friends and family. It's not this cookie-cutter thing that we put together. We're not this fancy-smancy church, but I think this is the way it's meant to be. There's no, there's no lights, there's no glamour, there's no... It's not for show. It's purely because we love Jesus is why we're here. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, it's been a, a humbling couple of weeks for myself and I, I, I thank God that he, that he humbles us in certain ways because as soon as he works with you, you just see a bigger picture of who he is and you get to see so much more of what he's busy building in us and who that's for, I don't know, and what it's for, I don't actually mind. I used to care so much about what my life would look like and where I'm going to be and what I'm going to do and I'm more concerned, as Andrew always says, about who I'm becoming. Um, if I can become day by day a little bit more of someone that can imitate Jesus, then I'm happy to keep doing it every single day. Because I know that I'll be better for my family, for my work, for my friends, for my community, and for anyone else that comes into my life down the line. So we've been going through Ephesians. I'm actually just going to read through all of it first, and then I'm going to just go through it. So we're on Ephesians 5. Therefore be imitators of God as dearly loved children, and walk in love. As Christ also loved us and gave himself for us, a sacrificial and fragrant offering to God. But sexual immorality and any impurity or greed shall not even be heard of among you, as is proper for saints. Obscene and foolish talking or crude joking are not suitable, but rather giving thanks. For know and recognize this, every sexually immoral or impure or greedy person who is an idolater does not have an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty arguments, for God's wrath is coming on the disobedient because of these things. Therefore do not become their partners, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness and truth, testing what is pleasing to the Lord. Don't participate in the fruitless works of the darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what is done by them in secret. Everything exposed by the light is made visible. For what makes everything visible is light. Therefore it is said, get up, sleeper, and rise up from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. I want to ask you guys a question. What does this book mean to you? What does it represent? When someone holds a book and says, like, what is that personal connection? Is it an encouragement to you? Is it a, a guide to how you're meant to live your life? Is it a teacher? Is it a friend? Is it a rebuker at times? What does this book look like in different seasons of our lives? I've learned so much over the last couple of weeks that I've neglected to look at the Bible holistically. Rather than picking certain things and looking at certain things from a biased perspective, I've started to realize that this thing encompasses everything. Absolutely every part of my life. And it can change every part of my life if I'm willing to read it and if I'm willing to listen. I've been challenged so much <laughs> by how much this book can cha challenge you and rebuke you. And it, at first it stings. It feels like a bit of a punch. And then when you get to the heart of why it calls us out and certain things and encourages us, like it comes from nothing but love. There is nothing in this book that if you, if you don't look at it put together, 
doesn't show love in every single space, or God's goodness, or His faithfulness, or His kindness. So I'm going to go through verse by verse. <clears throat> Therefore, the, be imitators of God as dearly loved children, and walk in love as Christ also loved us, and gave Himself for us as a sacrificial and fragrant offering to the Lord. I think so much of our time, I, I and so many people, we worry about, are we looking like this? Are we getting there? Are we walking this road that Jesus asked us to walk? Are we looking more like Christ? And it sometimes becomes so much of a chore that you lose the joy in the process of God building your character. And we're so worried about, like, I need to get it right. And without realizing it, it becomes workspaced when it should be a free expression of the work that God's doing in us. And look at this community over the last two years. As we come up to two years, so many of us have come from so many different spaces. And there's been so many external perspectives, external ways. How to do this? How do we do that? How do we do community? And just as we're walking together, there's a freedom that comes. And gifts start to open up. And people's lives start to change. And we still challenge each other. But we're not caught up on the peripheral. I want the focus. We want to look like Jesus. We want to love people well. We, we want to be a generous community. We want to cry together and laugh together. And that free, as that freedom comes, you start to imitate Jesus without even realizing. So many examples, and I know you guys have all got it, where everyone's like, oh, I don't see it in my own life. But it, sometimes you can't see the growth that you've got. It has to come from an exponential perspective. But that's the best part of it, is that you don't need to see whether you're changing or not. Just a consistent walk with God. And I have that, such a picture. I went through photos the other day of my opa that passed away in lockdown. And we like sitting on the tractor, like imitating him driving the tractor. And there's such a desire of every young boy and every young girl to imitate their father. There's this, like, you want to please and you, you want to see him smile over you. And you, you want to be like him. Why? That, that, that desire for affirmation and love comes so naturally to us when we see someone that we love and respect. We really pick certain characteristics from people and we say, like, man, like, I want that person to be proud of me. I want, I want to imitate the way they walk. And what I've loved so much about my walk is I've seen every single person that I've encountered show me a different characteristic of God in the eight years that I've been saved. And initially it was like, I want to be like that person. I want to copy them. But then you start to idolize the person, not the, not the spirit that's working inside the person. And God went through a really tough process of like knocking off my like affirmation of man. And then I started to just pick up characteristics of who God is in different people. And you start to appreciate the people that are in your lives because each of them are uniquely designed to show you a different aspect of God. In a specific season, you need to see certain things. And like God moves people in and out of our lives. And as we start to walk with Him, we're like, oh, I want that trait and that trait. And if you actually stop and you go through it, you're like, that looks a lot like Jesus. That's the way I love how community works out. From young to old, it doesn't matter. So many, if I look at the kids, like you can just see traits of Jesus, even at a young age, if you're willing to pay attention. If you're willing to look at someone through the lens that God looks at us. And I have this incredible desire as a dad one day to like, I remember when I was my dad, like he did like these funny walks when we'd go through the shopping center and I'd sit there and I'd be like, 
like, whoa, follow him. But it's so funny because when you are so confident in who you follow, you don't care what people think about you. I wasn't worried about what they thought of me. I wasn't worried about how I looked. I just wanted to be like my dad. In speech and action and thought. And then as we grow up, we start to realize these people are not perfect. And we get disappointed and we're like, oh, but the expectation wasn't met. And then you meet Jesus and it's just like this complete picture of everything you ever longed for, of all the love you ever desired, but then we still don't feel like we're worth it. It's it's sometimes too good to be true. And then as God is so gentle, as I've learned, He's got so much time and so much patience. And instead of criticizing those areas on you, He just starts to point out little things, slowly and gently. Like, hey, my boy, like, can we work on this? Hey, can we work on that? My girl, like, come, let's talk about this. But so many times we think God's like, you know what, you're not good enough. I'm gone for a week. I'll go into Bali. I'll come back. I'll see you later. And as, as soon as we start to feel exposed and vulnerable, we choose to distance ourselves from God. God doesn't choose to distance ourselves from us. He's more the one that's like, come, come closer. Like, I know you need me now. I know you need help. Don't, don't go there. I promise you they won't give you what I can. And then we start to walk, and we walk in love as it continues. Yeah, and walk in love. And then I found this thing to, it's kind of like the Greek version of this, this piece of scripture. Actually, if you translate it directly into English, I'm not even going to try and pronounce the Greek, because it's going to sound really bad. But it's basically it's continuing in selfless love. And I, and I love that. It's like walking becomes a natural action for us. We, we, we can see our parents doing it from a young age, and then we stop walking, but you, you don't think about it. You just do it. And I think that's how we need to live our lives as Christians. As we pursue God and as we walk with Him, you don't think about it. It just is a natural flow. And, and I think if we walk like that, without focusing always on the step, sometimes by step, and I think there's seasons where it's important to focus on that, but I'm saying, my point is, can we walk with freedom to then be effective? So it's like, if I'm focusing on the step, I'm not focusing on what's around me, if my head is down the whole time. I want us to be a community that can walk confidently and just freely and be like, yeah, sure. Walk, 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 walk. But as you walk, you carry the presence of God. And as you walk, your giftings touch people's lives in and out and in and out. And as you walk, you see other people that show God to you and you show God to them. And sometimes we stop. And sometimes we help someone up. And we keep walking. It's not a run. And I'm the guy, as anyone that knows me will know, I'm like 10, 10, 10 steps ahead. I want this, 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 this. If I do that, it's going to end up there. And then like you end up planning your directions and your steps and you start running. But I mean, those of you that have kids that are here, you know they want to go, but they can't do it yet. And God's good enough to not allow us the ability to do that until we're ready. Until there's this understanding of what we're doing. There's this strength for us to do it. And I've wanted to push my journey so far with God. And I think we do this so much. We're like, we want to be there. And I'm here, but I'm ready to be there. And then, and you, and then you start running and then you, you, you wobble and you, you trip and you're like, oh, I wasn't ready. And God's like, okay, it's fine. Just stand again. Just walk. As you walk with me, I'll grow you in strength and I'll build your character. And I will prepare you for the point where maybe like, that's the season to step into it. 
slow and consistent, steady. The world is so chaotic and it's running after this and it's following culture that and it's influenced by politics here and it sways so much of our lives and the Christians should just be the ones going, yeah, we'll be good. Slow and steady wins the race. But the world doesn't, win, the world doesn't run like that. The world wants instant gratification, instant this. I'm good enough to be there. Why is that person there? It's like, no, 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 just slow and steady. Who are you following? What are we listening to that's impacting the thought patterns in our life? I've been challenged so much last while I've deleted, I probably think maybe 35 to 40% of the music that I listen to. Probably because I've come to the realization that I am vulnerable to influence and not always a good influence. We think we've got Jesus, we've got this. I can do this and this and this. And then you start to realize, like, give it time and you'll start to see that something that was almost insignificant has swayed you in how you view people and how you view God. And I must say, I've gone through that humbling thing earlier of actually just saying, as I read through the scripture, it's been a, a couple of weeks of realizing, like, man, I have not met the mark because I've been so worried about everything else but what I should be focusing on. And it's impacted the way I love this community. It's impacted the way I do my work. It's impacted the way I view people. And I've withdrawn myself because it's always a, they're the issue. I'm doing fine. Like, they're just being an idiot. And they're not listening to what I'm saying. But it's like, no, no, no. If I, if I stop, I have to realize that I'm accountable for my own actions, no one else. And it can get difficult in this walk that we walk with God because when it gets difficult and he, and he has a go at us, we say, I didn't sign up for this. I signed up for loving, gentle, like, but sort me out, Jesus. It's like, no, no, no. But if a father loves you enough, they will correct you. Why is it that we can sit here and we watch a little kid get kind of corrected and we're like, that makes sense. And then when God does it to us, we're like, yeah, but we're an adult. I don't need that from you. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. And I've seen it in my own life with, I probably think, maybe four or five guys that are in this room. The times when I've felt the most loved is times when I've been corrected by the people closest to me. And it stings. It's uncomfortable. But when it touches a button that you know needs working on, we either close the door and we push people away. Or you humble yourself and say, okay, what is it? And I've had Warren and a couple of guys do that to me recently. But... It's amazing because when you know the person and you trust the person, you listen to what they say. And I want to say, like, I've, I've, I've learned in the last little while that this book, I haven't trusted the person behind it. Most of the time, I've gone, oh, yeah, 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 I know you're good, but I don't, I don't trust that, this, that you are for me at the moment. I don't trust that this correction is going to lead to anything. Because while God's busy with you, and on sensitive points, the enemy has this fancy way of coming and just adding these little things. In, in, in. Little jabs, little jabs. And then you start to think God's not good. He's just giving me a hard time. I have to learn to separate the two. But I can only separate it when I'm listening and reading His Word, His Gospel, His Truth. If I'm, when I'm not rooted in this, and I hear these little things come... I don't know if it's him or not. And I've learned that if I don't have this, my mind just goes on this like, 
of like spiral of things happening in my life. And you constantly attribute it to being a victim. To being, oh, I'm just being, and people are being, it's like, no, 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 no. You just need to listen, wake up, pay attention. I'm talking to you. And sometimes we need a little bit of a firm voice. And he tends to use the people around us. So the challenge for us as well as we move forward. <clears throat> for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Testing what is pleasing to the Lord. Now that comes just following a whole section of basically what he's describing here. is like what we shouldn't be doing. The ways we shouldn't be following. Sexual morality, impurity or greed, crude joking, not suitable, but rather giving thanks. And there's this amazing part that I've come to learn, like this God and this Jesus that we follow, he's not here to play games. This is a, this is a holy, holy God. And it shouldn't frighten you, it should awe you. Because you should look at it and say, sometimes be like, oh my gosh, like, I can't be there. Like, I'm not doing this. It's like, no, no, but a God that holy and that good loves me, still chooses me, still pursues me when I fall. Constantly there if I'm gone away for a while. He's, ne- he's not left. But that God, if I look at the way that Jesus walked, I love the way how he just walks so calmly and so consistently. And at moments, he just spoke truth. And we can use that as an excuse, especially as Christians, we like, I think Andrew said last week, he's like, yeah, but I'm just telling you the truth. And you, and then you, but you run over people because it's not from love. If it comes from love, there's a harshness that takes place, but there's a gentleness that just softens you. And we can only do that in a community where you feel safe. Do you feel safe here, Trinity Central? Do you feel safe at home? Do you feel safe at work? Do you feel safe with those friends? Think about the times where the situations come up. If you feel safe in a space, the impact of what's being said and how you listen is very different. Trinity Central, I pray that we would be a safe community that can call out each other. We spoke about it, I think, two weekends ago. We were sitting here with a group of guys from, uh, from Trinity, and we were talking about like just being accountable to each other. And I think... So much of the time, we're too scared to offend because the world's at this point where it's like, no, no, don't offend me, my truth. This is my truth. This is, it's like, no, 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 but what does the truth say? And it, and it says there, just to be accountable to each other, to call each other out, to speak truth in love. We can't be a people that's like, yeah, you're doing so well, but it's not my problem. Something goes wrong. It's not my problem to get involved in your life. Like, that is not the community we're building here. The, the greatest fruit from my life, I must say, is being choosing to commit even when it's difficult. Choosing to be vulnerable. Choosing to be open. Choosing to still rock up. I heard this funny interview this week with old Jay Shetty and Joe Biden. Very interesting. But he was basically saying, like, something that his dad always taught him was, like, just rock up. Consistently just be there, even when it's tough. And there's so many times where I'm like, I'm not coming to church. I'm done. I'm taking a break. I could love you guys, but I just need me time. And then, like, that spirit just is like, no, you need to go. 
And you're like, no, I can't do it, no. I'm done. Like, I've had so many people, I'm like, finished. And you go there, and something just captures you again of why we do this. It's a testimony that you hear just before a preach. It's a conversation you have after the service. Trinity Central, just rock up. And it's not a heavy. If this is a space where we love coming, and it's free, and we can be open, and there's grace, and there's love here, you should want to come. And I hope that we are building that for you. And if we're not, let's have a conversation about how we can. Go forward, yeah. <clears throat> Therefore, do not become their partners. Verse 7. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Testing what is pleasing to the Lord. Trinity Central, what is the fruit of our lives? What should the fruit of our lives look like? What should the fruit of this community look like? What do you want your life to look like? I've been kind of struck recently by a lot of people that have just had guys passing in their lives and, and seeing a lot of memorials and funerals taking place. And it struck me so much of when my time comes to go, not what will I be remembered for, but who? Who will I be remembered for? What is the fruit that my life has borne? Have I loved people well? Have I encouraged them? Have I made them feel whole? Have I spoken life into them? Or have I hurt them? Have I pushed them away? Have I been rude and arrogant, as a 26-year-old can be? Have I created damage? Or have I shown people Jesus? It says goodness, righteousness, and truth. And I looked at this for me as so much that the goodness of our lives should be the fruit. And I'll constantly take it back to that song that like the fruits of the Spirit is. And it goes on. And it's like, I haven't read that in so long. And I was struck this, this week when reading through it. And I'm like, ooh, I don't know if I'm producing half of that in my day today. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Gentleness, self-control, that's a big one. Is that the fruit? And then the righteousness, it's not a works thing because Jesus has given us that righteousness status. And then you think, wow, okay. What he's talking about here is basically everything that we were given. So it should be an overflow, no? Truth. The gospel, this is the truth. Am I living it? Am I reminding myself of it? So often we're like, yeah, I know it. I was like, yeah, but we forget very quickly. Just read a couple chapters back in the Old Testament about how often God's people just forgot and wondered. And, and like, you got, you know, <clears throat> Exodus, cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. And then, oh, wee wee. I'm like, well, there's a floating pillar of fire. Like, you don't think God's there. How often do we forget how good He is? How often do we forget the truth that He's spoken into our own lives, into our identities, into our families? I think as a community we have to learn just to have that discernment in our spirit for how to walk, how to talk, how to love. And if you don't know, it's all here. But you can see it in the people around you. 
look at how some of the ladies in the community just love this community. This is by food. Which most of the men are like, bless you. Thank you. <laughs> and then for us, it's like we, as guys, especially for me, I love just serving if I can. Like I had the opportunity to help Michelle with her coffee machine. And it's been amazing because it requires so little if you love the people you're serving. If your heart is imitating Jesus, if you're walking consistently, it becomes so freeing. And it's that thing that fills you that nothing else can. What no possessions can fill, what no work can give you, what no cultural music should make you feel, you know? Music makes us feel good. I'm like, yeah, yeah. But when the emotions subside, what's happening underneath? And we seem to like pursue these harps and then we go down and we like, give us something else to like get us back up. I'm like, if you strip it all away, Christians should be just doing this. Just consistently. Without anything else. <laughs> I think about Jesus walking through the streets back in his days. There wasn't a pop music, Apple music playlist. You know, in the gym, you chuck the headphones on. You know, you walk with confidence. I like it. And then you take it off and you're like, oh, I feel pretty vulnerable right now. I don't know what to do with myself. But he just, he just walked and he just loved. And at the end it says, For it is shameful to even mention what is done by them in secret. Everything exposed by the light is made visible. For what makes everything visible is light. Light reveals what darkness tries to hide. And there's so many times that I have forgotten that the community that I'm a part of is the light that can shine on the darkness in my own life. And the enemy has an amazing plan of just, just pulling us away. Just you know, a couple of weeks, maybe a month, maybe even one Sunday. Just if he can isolate us, he can have a go at us. And that's why coming to a place like this or doesn't matter. For me, the church should be that place where you can come and then like just a conversation can really shine light on something. Just a relationship that you have with Amy and a conversation. All she has to say is one or two words. And you're like, oh yeah, that's a good point. The difference is when you're dealing with people in the world, they don't speak the way that we should speak always. It might sound really good. There's some, you could say even wisdom and whatever, but it's not built on the foundations that we build in this community on. It's not built on the foundations of, of Christ. And I've learned that if He can keep us in the shadows and keep us in the darkness, ah, you'll have a field day. That's why it's continuity, Trinity Central. Just rock up. I'm not saying it. Don't tick the box. Don't you know, every Sunday. I mean, there's times where you can't. But I'm just saying, just if you can see that it's good for you, and you can just choose to include yourself. I promise you, you won't regret being here. And I think we've got, almost everyone here has some story of what just consistently coming here has meant to them, what it's shown them, how they've grown, how they've opened up, people that have had walls up for years, just slowly breaking through. Think of other Warren. Just think about him this week. Amazing. Amazing. And I think we can, we can get used to seeing this stuff because God's busy. But don't get used to the miracles that take place. Constantly recognize them for what they are. 
purely and utterly Jesus at work, nothing else. Love what you see. Yeah. Love the people that you walk into. It's okay to be frustrated. Andrew said last week, be angry, but do not sin. It's okay. We should push each other's buttons. Why? Because we are completely different. We are completely built in different ways, from different backgrounds, different families. But love each other. Love each other well. Continuously walking in selfless love. If we can get that right, now the city should change overnight. Then verse 14. Oh, yeah, it is 14. For what makes everything visible is light. Get up, sleeper, and rise up from the dead. And Christ will shine on you. I love when scripture uses those words. And be like, oh, you will, no, you will. It's like, no, no, he will. I love that. There's no, oh, I might rock up, oh, I might shine on you. No, no, no. Walk with me and I will change your life. Learn to love me and I will show you more. It's like there's this never ending. It's like, I remember, you know Mary Poppins? Back, the old one. And it's like she'd reach into a bag. And it's like forever. There's like an unending safe of things. She'd like rock up, just pull things out. I feel like for me, I'm learning that over the last couple of weeks. Like with God, like you think it's done. Mm-mm, there's more. And there's more. His reserves are endless. His love is endless. His commitment to us, never changing. His holiness, unchanging. I don't choose to be here to like play the Christian life. No, I'm not built for that. I'm not here to play games. I really want to learn to love you guys better. I want to learn to commit myself here and to be present here until God moves me. If I can do that, I'll be better for the people in the next season. And the season after that. And whoever comes into my life, if I choose to focus on now, let God worry about tomorrow. For what's got his own troubles of his own. But that get up, is, I think for us as a core, it's an act of faith. If you're sitting down on the couch and someone says get up, I think sometimes you can be like, no, I'm comfortable here. Uh, you, you get up, you know. No, no, God's not calling us to get up just for the sake of getting up. He's calling us to get up because, like, stand up. I have something for you. I have something for you to walk into. Stand up. I have someone that needs to come into your life right now that you need to be in their life and you need to work this thing out together. Trinity Central, would you get up? It sounds harsh. But I hope that you can see it's from a place of love. I think sometimes we, come, we get comfortable sitting and we're like, oh, no, they've used lacquer. That looks good. Yeah, oh, look at them. Oh, cute family. Yeah. Oh, shame he's struggling there. No, no, but when you get up, you realize you've got the ability to interact and change something or add life into or serve here. Sometimes there's a season where God just allows you to sit to see what he's doing. I think in the season that Trinity Central is in almost at two years, I think there's been so much work. I think there's a point where he's like, no, no, I think you guys are ready. Would you get up? And even for a while, you just stand. I think it's a learning as a child that you can stand. Warren said to me the other day, he feels like God's taking off the training wheels. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that sounds a bit of a, it's a, bit of a low blow. You know, I suddenly feel like a kindergarten, you know, oh, on the bike and you've got the training wheels and you can lift your feet. 
And then when you take it off, the like confidence is kind of like, you start to really be challenged on like, has he built in me what I thought he was doing? Can I step forward? Can I? And then you stand and you're like, oh, that was pretty easy. And then you're like, okay, he's got me. I think there's a kind of a training wheels that's come off of us and almost in the same, same season. But there's that confidence that's been built first. And that assurity of the things we didn't know previously. And a, and a love for people that we didn't have. And a patience that we didn't think existed in our lives. And a generosity that we thought we didn't have the ability to. Central, I just pray that you guys would... And just in this next season, just be, if God's busy with you and it hurts, just let Him be busy with you. But don't isolate yourself. Because I promise you, there's people here that love you enough that will just constantly send you a WhatsApp message. Like, praying for you, hope you're doing well. If you need anything, let me know. But let's start to use each other. So, Father God, I, I pray that this morning you would just instill in us just how good you are. Father God, that even your your holiness and, and when it comes across so harsh as it says like no greed and impurity and all these kind of things we can sometimes get so afraid of what's being said we, we lose track of who's saying it and why they're saying it Father God I pray that you would show us that you are a good good father that you love us so deeply that even your correction is for our benefit God that we not see you through the eyes of a a stern father, but a loving father that just at some moments needs to correct us. Father God, I pray that you would help us to stand up as a community, to love well, to be generous, to be open and vulnerable, Father God, that we would imitate you, Jesus, as you, as you walk with us, we walk with you, just day by day, step by step. Father God, we put a confidence in our hearts and open our eyes to just see everything that you are busy with. Father God, I thank you for this group of people. I thank you for the different giftings, the different personalities, Father God, the different backgrounds. I thank you that we get to do this purely because we are chasing after you, Lord. And you bless them, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen.